Hello and welcome to the Bald Explorer podcast for Saturday the 5th of January 2019. Happy New Year to everybody who's listening to this podcast. In today's show, Julia and I take a little stroll along the estuary at Fishbourne. There's the book of the week. I'm going to talk about my new style of filming. The gallery video comes from Box Grove Priory. We've got a new Bald Explorer Facebook group walk, or stroll. I'll tell you where that's coming from in the show. I've been doing my accounts, and I'm wondering how I'm going to earn some cash to carry on with the shows. And maps. What sort of maps do you use when you go on a walk? That's all coming up in today's show. Yes, I've been out filming, ladies and gentlemen, and this year I'm going to tackle my filming and my walks slightly differently. You may have noticed already that when I go out, usually I have a little gimbal. I have my GoPro camera on a gimbal which holds it steady, and I film myself strolling around either alone or with a guest, somebody like Julia, or somebody who is telling me about perhaps a church or something like that, and then they're next to me. And I'm usually holding a microphone and shoving it in their face. Well, that's all very well. But that was so much last year. This year, I want to develop a new style. One that will still incorporate the gimbal and the smooth action of the GoPro, but one that's more traditional and perhaps harks back to the original roots of the Bald Explorer. And that is this fixed position filming. It's where you put the camera on a tripod and then you're able to present to the camera in a more relaxed fashion. It actually helps me because when I'm holding the camera on the gimbal and then holding the microphone, I can't actually see what I'm filming. And so part of me when I'm doing this is thinking, am I in shot? Do I need to lift the camera, take it down, twist the handle and pan the camera around a bit? And also, I'm also aware of where is the microphone? Is it pointing at my guest or is it pointing at me? And while I'm doing all of that, I've also got to concentrate on what my guest is saying or where I am and what I'm actually talking about. And as you can imagine, the brain is being split several ways as it tries to work it out. So far, I like it. It is, as I say, it's a bit like the old traditional methods and it's more like documentary uh, filming. And in a way, it has a, a more cinematic effect. So I'm quite liking that, but I'd be interested to know how you feel about it. Um, you'll see them coming in. There will be some of the old style stuff coming along, of course, with the gimbal, completely on the gimbal with the interviews, because some places, as my friend Matthew Holdsworth pointed out, you know, if you're walking around a church, it's so much better if the camera is walking along with you, intercut, as I always do, with some photos and cutaways. So if you like that sort of thing, just let me know. If you're completely anti it, then I'd also be interested, not necessarily be able to do anything about it, but I'm always interested in your opinion. And you can email me at richard at vobes.com. And remember, vobes is V for Victor, O-B-E and S for sugar. Let's go to the book of the week, shall we? This is a book that I have been reading on and off uh, all of last year, I suppose. It's a tome of a book 
but I love it. It is quite heavy in places and then very accessible in others. It is by Oliver Rackman, who is an authority on ecology and in particular trees. The book is called Woodlands. The copy that I have is a paperback, although there is a very nice hardback version. And it says here it is written by one of Britain's leading naturalists. Woodlands offers a fascinating insight into the trees of the British landscape that have filled us with awe and inspiration throughout the centuries. Rackman traces British woodland through the ages, from the evolution of the wild wood through man's effects on the landscape, modern forestry and its legacy, and recent conservation efforts and their effects. Exploring the history and looking at the woods used in buildings and ships, as well as their portrayal in paintings and photographs, this is a compelling insight into Britain's woodlands and how they have become a national obsession. It is Oliver Rackham's magnum opus and will stand as a fitting tribute to him. Sadly, Oliver Rackham is no longer with us, but his work, and he's written several books, obviously is, and it is a brilliant book. There are so many insights into the world of trees and how they grow and the importance of the understory and, of course, the, the ground surfaces. He really is the leading authority on it, and it's a fantastic book. As I say, I have been reading it on and off. It's one of those books that you can, perhaps, rather than sit down and try and read in one great fell swoop, on a daily basis, you can pick up and just pull out various chapters on all sorts of different things. I love it. It's a brilliant book. So just to give you a very quick idea of some of the chapter headings in the book, we've got things like the constant spring, what trees and woods are and how they behave, some less familiar properties of trees, i.e. the roots, partnerships, longevity, tree rings, sap sucking, fire outline of the woodland history, uses of wood and timber, and reconstructing the woods from buildings, hurdles and ships to try and date them. It's a fascinating read and I thoroughly recommend it. Now then, I know Julia is around here somewhere. See if I can find her. I've stepped outside of the studio and uh, <laughs> I've run in my car all the way over to Fishbourne to meet up with Julia. Hello, Julia. Hello, Richard. We are walking on a path which divides some meadowland just south of Fishbourne, the South Downs and Chichester, and the, um, I guess, what is overall Chichester yacht basin or the the inlet round bosom um the harbour here i can say is it called chichester harbour this part chichester yeah um there are a number of boats in the distance that are moored up but this particular area that we're in seems to be very much a, a sort of more wildy natural area of the of the southern basin here with a lot of reeds a lot of mud flats the tide is out and we've walked down from the Bull Inn. The Bull's Head. Oh, the Bull's Head, that's right. Lovely pub, past the mill, and uh, a very delightful mill pond. Yes, it's gorgeous, really clear, beautiful water. 
with um, a particularly magnificent tree, unfortunately not in leaf. Yes, still gorgeous. A weeping willow. That's right. Um, and obviously on the pond, I'd say obviously, but there were uh, <laughs> ducks and swans. The usual culprits. Yes. And um, when you, it's a dead end little road, mill road there. When you get to the end, you've got a couple of options. You can either go left or right on a public footpath. And I left it up to Julia to decide which way we were going to go. I selected right. <laughs> and I think it was the right way. Yeah. I would, yeah. I'm hazarding that if we'd gone the other way, we'd be on the opposite side of the basin. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no other place to go. But yeah. in but from, doing... From this side, though, we've got a good view of... Um, of some of the, the peaks of Chichester, haven't we? Including the the, uh, the tower, the cathedral tower and spire, which overlooks the um, this particular area um, tremendously. Unfortunately, it's a very grey, um, chilly day, but there's barely any wind. Yeah, there's barely any wind, and it's shh, not raining yet. Not raining, and no snow, no sleet, no ice, nothing like that. But to get here, we've gone past these channels of water which is presumably draining the land and taking the water yeah, away they're just weaving in and out and around the meadows and through the meadows and particularly through that um, grassy um, that tall grassy area well we haven't mentioned that and we should because as soon as we got past the pond we came through this incredible tall grass <laughs> it was almost a honey I shrunk the uh, shrunk shrunk the me moment yes because it was we were dwarfed I mean, this grass was about seven or eight foot tall. It was quite staggering. Um, and presumably it is a wild life area with, uh, I don't know, ground-nesting birds of some description. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know because I haven't looked into it. But And then here, as we're walking, we're coming up to some old sluice gate, which is letting that water from one of these other little channels, these sometimes they're called rifes or um, they have all sorts of different these drainage ditches but it's coming down here through this sluice gate where fresh water meets salt water presumably I hope you heard that that was uh, Julia crouched down to get a little bit of natural Sound. I do like water. <laughs> it's, it's lovely, isn't it? And then this whole the whole mud flats. It's such a vast area um, with the with the little um, smaller grass, and then the very dark substance of some sort yeah, of yeah. That looks like sea, you know some sort of seaweed actually. Yeah. It, and it's very um, very low to the ground and very. Um, I'm trying to find a way of describing what it looks like, other than the seaweed that you see on Worthing Beach. It looks Worthing like hundreds Beach. of tiny dark pebbles over there. It, yes, yes. It looks like a tiny shingle, tiny dark shingle. Yeah, it's... It's, it's obviously not. No. And then you can see these um, channels, they weave out into the, into the wider channel. And in all of this, this whole area, when you look on a map, there's lots of these little inlets mm. um, all around Bosom and... Um, Fishbourne, where we are, and some of the other places, uh, and and yet there's this strange. You're in a weird juxtaposition because there's this bank that is stopping the water getting onto the farmland, the sea, or the sea, the sea from yeah. coming up in, in, and getting over onto these meadows, which um, is grazing presumably. 
because uh, there's not not any crops in there, but it's uh, it's, it's lush, isn't it? I it's mean, really on a nice, lush green meadow. On a better sunnier day, to look at it, you'd see this lovely lush colour. I'd love to know how that fared through the um, the um, drought we had this summer. Yes, but I don't suppose it, it it didn't do too badly, being surrounded by all this water. And it's interesting to think that I guess some of this water that we're talking about that's coming in on these springs, the fresh water that's going into the seawater, must be coming from the South Downs, which we can see about five miles, I suppose, um, in the distance, just above Chichester. And somewhere up there will be Bow Hill, where we've been when we went to um, look at the trees at... Kingly Vale. Oh, Kingly Vale, yes. Sorry, I couldn't help you there. No, and I, I was see you struggling. desperately trying to think of the, the term. Um, so yeah. we're carrying on down south in a southerly direction to sort of head on the opposite side of where Bosom is, past some wonderful hawthorn hedges and brambles, more grasses, of course, and a numerous oak trees who are very skeletal, and in this light that we have, they silhouette with their uh, branches right. like veins. You know, if you could imagine a, um, a brain. Um, to take out all the, the blood vessels yes, and take lay out them the... out. And it's kind of what it would look like. It I is, suppose. isn't it? It's, it's... I, I was actually going to describe it more of a, you know, um, crooked fingers. Yes, yes, yes. Some of them um, who have less of the smaller capillaries of... Um, branches are like uh yes those sort of crooked fingers and you can reaching up to the sky you can easily get that sense of why folklores and tales have come about as a result of um certain trees steady on it's a bit sticky here oh yes we've got a very sticky bit i'm I'm going to cheat and go down this route through these uh very nice hawthorn these are quite big hawthorn uh trees I think they're hawthorn anyway they're some sort of thorn and come back up and actually we now come down off the bank onto a grassy area of the mud flats itself perfect place for bringing your dog if you have one down here for a walk or of course just yourself looks <laughs> um, like plenty of dogs do come down here i've seen many different um, shapes and sizes of Dog, f- dog footprint. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's quite um, it's quite invigorating. We're recording this on New Year's Eve, so we'll uh, this will be the last of our our walks this year, but hopefully we'll have many next year. Yes. Yes. Anyway, we'll carry on with our walk, and uh, I better sort of meet myself back in the studio. <laughs> Ta-ra for now. Ta-ra for now. <laughs> well, obviously, I hadn't really nipped out of the studio, as you heard. But that video will be coming out next week, and I hope that you'll enjoy it as much as we enjoyed filming it. And we filmed that on the last days of 2018. 2019 is ahead of us and there's lots of exciting stuff coming up. I just can't wait to get out there and film it. One of the things that we love to do at the gallery videos, I'd love to know what you think of them. And this week's gallery video, which is just out, is from 
Boxgrove Priory, a beautiful ruin at the Priory of Boxgrove in West Sussex, close to Chichester. It was a bit of a cold and grey day when we filmed it, but we hope that you enjoy it. And don't forget, of course, that we're anxious to see your pictures of the places that you go to, so post them on the Bald Explorer Facebook group page. And then, with any luck, the lovely Julia, who is the chief editor of the gallery show, will select your pictures and will be displaying it to the world on YouTube and on Facebook. We have a new walk, a new stroll to everybody to get involved. We had a successful walk at Sisbury and those of you who came along, I'm sure you enjoyed yourselves as we went as a group up to Sisbury Ring and looked at the old flint mines and around the Iron Age hill fort. Well, we have another walk scheduled for the 27th of January, which is a Sunday. We decided that these strolls will alternate on the last Saturday or Sunday of the month. So we hope that we can get a stroll that's suitable to when you're free and in your area. So the one that we've got coming up on the 27th of January is a stroll. It's a three-mile stroll, I should say, around the Boathouse Path, which is a new path that has been created around the old Boathouse route in Shoreham, down by the river, Starting from Shoreham Fort, taking the three-mile loop and coming back to Shoreham Fort with a free guided trip around Shoreham Fort and an exploration of all its secrets. Refreshments will be available there if you want or, of course, you can bring your own sandwiches. We will be starting at Shoreham Fort and then making the three-mile loop. But before we leave, if you want the free tour of the fort you need to collect a free wristband which means that you then will be able to participate in the guided tour so if you are coming along make sure we'll remind you but make sure that you pick up your wristband and then that tells the organizers that you're on the tour so that's very exciting and we hope that you will be able to be coming along on the 27th. If I remember rightly, I think it's about 11 o'clock for a half past 11 start. So finally, I've been going through my accounts. I'm a self-employed person and every year you have to file your accounts with the Inland Revenue and they have a deadline for them to be filed at the end of January. And so beginning of January for me is panic time and I've been going through my receipts and logging the places I've been and all the expenses that I've had. And it's quite interesting. I've been spending lots of money on petrol and, of course, tickets to go into places... and plenty of refreshments whilst away. And all this is all part of producing the videos that we do. This year, I'm determined to try and claw back some money so that we can continue to make the videos and keep it all going. People seem to like it, and I would love to carry on. So the question is, 
How do we finance this little movement of the bald explorer? Yes, we have a few patrons and it's very nice and you can become a patron and that may be just a small donation of a couple of pounds, the price of perhaps a cup of coffee or a sandwich every month by going to www.baldexplorer.com and selecting one of the options there to help finance the walks. You could, of course, if you have a company, sponsor one of the videos or a series of the videos. The other option I have, of course, is to place adverts on the videos. I don't know how you feel about that. You can do that with YouTube. Now, some of them do have adverts. Some of the early ones I used to put adverts. Or if there's any copyright music that was used um, or challenges of that nature, then YouTube can also put adverts on, but they collect the money. I actually get very, very little money from any of the adverts that appear on the YouTube channel. So I'm looking at new ways to earn an honest bob from creating these videos and keeping them going. And if you have any ideas or experiences or suggestions, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can email me, richard at vobes.com. And just before I go, here's a strange thing. Somebody asked me on YouTube after watching one of my videos whether I preferred using an OS map or a Bartholomew's map. I wasn't quite sure what they meant because the only Bartholomew's maps that I've ever used are traditional road maps for when you're driving from place to place. I was unaware that they had made explorer maps, such as the Ordnance Survey do. But I had a quick look on Wikipedia and this is what I found. Bartholomew was the only survivor of a number of important map publishers in Scotland and was notable for a prolific output and variety of maps and atlases for academic, commercial and travel purposes, including the popular 62-sheet half-inch to one-mile map series of Great Britain, which transmuted into the 1 to 100,000 national map series in the 1970s. It was eventually discontinued, owing largely to stiff competition from the state-financed Ordnance Survey. So I'm guessing that's probably why I haven't seen the Bartholomew maps. But I'd be interested to know if you've ever used them and what were they like. Send me an email, richardatvobes.com. Well, that sums up today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll look forward to next week. At this moment, as I stand here recording, I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. But no doubt, we'll have a full schedule by then. We've got seven days after all. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to check out all the videos on Facebook, join the group, subscribe, like, and so on and so forth, and I'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. Till then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.